Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. Well, let's pray. We'll pray for Kathy, Matt, and Diane this morning. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for today. Thank you that we can come boldly before your throne of grace, Lord Jesus, because of all that you've done for us on the cross. The blood of Jesus gives us access into the throne room of heaven. So, Lord, we, we come boldly in faith in the name of Jesus. We lift up Kathy to you today, Lord God, that you'd heal her body, touch her right now in the hospital room, Lord Jesus, that she would sense the healing presence of the Holy Spirit be upon her body. Take away the symptoms of pneumonia and whatever else she's experiencing. We pray for healing for her. Touch Matt, Lord Jesus, whatever he's battling with and dealing with today. We pray your healing touch. Restore him today. Give him strength and energy, Lord. We pray that you're that you'd watch over Matt, Lord Jesus. Uh, we pray for Diane, Lord, as she's in the hospital, Lord. I pray for strength, for healing for her, and uh, just pray that you would quicken her mortal body right now in the name of Jesus. For any of these requests and any others, Lord, that that, uh, they, that maybe they don't know you as Lord and Savior, we pray, Lord, that they would come and they would hear and that their hearts would be drawn to you, Jesus. And I just pray that you would draw them to you as their Lord and as their Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. And someone said, Amen. 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 If our ushers would come forward, we'll receive our tithes and offerings, and there's only a few announcements, so I won't bore you too much this morning, but I do need my notes, so I'll grab those. Thank you for your faithfulness and giving and your tithes and offerings. It does help us to, to do what God's called us to do here in New Cumberland and the surrounding regions, uh, just sharing the good news and raising up leaders and seeing missionaries go around the globe sharing what Jesus has done for all of us. Jesus, we thank you for this offering. We pray that you would bless it, you would anoint it, you would multiply it, Lord Jesus, just like you did with the loaves and the fishes. Lord, that you used that offering to, to feed the multitude. I pray that this offering, this financial offering, would go to feed the multitude in, in this region, in this community. Lord, help us to be the people of God, shining forth the light and the love of Jesus to all that we see and meet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Be blessed. God bless you as you give this morning. Uh, a few announcements. We have our, our life groups on Wednesday nights. That is something new that we have done. We also have on Wednesday nights our uh, youth ministry and our kids ministry. So uh, when, I know midweek sometimes uh, can be busy, but Wednesday nights is a great time to kind of realign your week and get things you know going in the right direction. So I encourage you to come on out Wednesday nights. It's just an hour, seven to 8 o'clock. We'd love to have you. If you are new here, or maybe you're not new, but you're interested in becoming a member, uh, we ask if you could come and we'll have lunch with you next Sunday. Uh, maybe just let me know. You'll be there so we know how much food to have available for that. So that's next Sunday morning, right after the service. We'll go downstairs and meet for a little bit and have, have uh, some lunch together. Okay, sound good? Yep. All right. Grab your Bibles if you have them. And uh, maybe grab your phone if that's your Bible. That works too. Acts chapter 3 we're going to look at this morning. Acts 
chapter 3. Now, I want to just say, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening in our world, in our community, in our society these days, and uh, it can be very frustrating. How many have been frustrated in the last two weeks? Oh, come on. How many are going to be honest? How many have you been frustrated? Maybe you watched something on the news. Maybe you've had a conversation at work, and something just got under your skin. All right? We're human. That happens. We get frustrated. We get, man, why is that, why is that person saying this? Or why is this happening? And why is this situation? Uh, you know, the Super Bowl was last week. Who enjoyed watching the Super Bowl? And the halftime show is this big controversy. And, the, uh, you know, sometimes we expect unbelievers to act like Christians, right? And then we get surprised, like, why they, why they don't, you know? And uh, so it can be frustrating having conversations and talking with people. But you know what? Jesus is able to save and to reach anybody. You know that? Sometimes we see people, we hear things and say, man, I, there's no way I could share with them. There's no way that they are, would be, even be open to what Jesus has for them. But sometimes they're the most unlikely candidate in our eyes, but sometimes in God's eyes, they're the most likely candidate that Jesus wants to save and to reach. Have you ever tried to share Jesus with someone or just be nice to someone where they just weren't open at all? They're like, Psh, you get away from me, you know, weirdo or whatever they called you. And uh, maybe someone at work you're having a conversation with, you thought, thought it was going in the right direction. So you just began to talk about, about the Lord or about your church. And, and then all of a sudden they just like shut down. It's like, you know, change the conversation. So then you start talking about sports, right? What else do we talk about? Sports or the weather? Hey, it's this beautiful day out there, right? Have you ever tried to witness to someone who just wasn't interested? Maybe someone who was interested in something else. You know, as a pastor, there's often people people call and and uh, email and contact, and you know, not, they're not necessarily interested in the gospel at that moment, but they're interested in maybe some financial assistance or some help that way, and we can have that conversation. Well, Peter and John had a situation just like this, and we're going to talk about that this morning. But the question I wanted us to wrestle with is, how are we to see lost people today? The people at your school, the people at your work, the people that you, you tune in on TV and you see them and maybe you have an opinion about them. How, how are we to see them? And I challenge us, I challenge myself to, to see people the way Jesus sees them. Not to, see the, not to see people the way that I see them, you know, because I'm human just like you guys are, and sometimes I can prejudge people, you know? Yeah. You know, we might not think we're prejudiced because, you know, maybe we're not racially prejudiced, but we can be prejudiced in other areas, in other situations. Well, they don't, you know, they dress a certain way, or they, they speak a certain way, or they do certain types of things, and we can begin to prejudge people of who they are and what they believe. Jesus wants us to see lost and hurting people, not as hopeless, not as helpless, but as this phrase that I want to ingrain in all of our hearts this morning, a miracle waiting to happen. A miracle waiting to happen. If you can see someone that frustrates you as a miracle waiting to happen, it changes your perspective on them, doesn't it? 
They, they still can be frustrating. <laughs> they can still be irritating, but at least it gives you a glimmer of hope. Man, you know what? I know where they are today, but that doesn't mean where the, that's where they have to stay tomorrow or the next day. Maybe that person that really gets under your skin, and you've, you've only seen them as an irritation before. Today, I, my prayer is that we would walk out and you'd say, you know what? They might still be an irritation to me, but you know what? In God's eyes, they're a miracle waiting to happen. Yeah. They're a miracle waiting to happen. So that's the title of today's message, A Miracle Waiting to Happen. Would you bow your heads, your hearts with me as we just pray? Jesus, help us today. Give us your eyes. Give us your faith to see people, to see situations, not as we see them in our own eyes, but as you see them through the eyes of faith of grace, yes, of compassion. Yes, Give us your heart. Give us your heartbeat for the lost. Give us your vision yes, for people. Change us from the inside out. Yes, Start it with me. Yes, In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Yes. And I say start with me because, man, there's plenty of situations. I wrestle with this, right? struggle with this. I think it's the longer sometimes you're in the church, the longer you've been following Jesus. Sometimes, to be honest, sometimes the more you wrestle with this, right? Dealing with people that are lost and people that are far from the God, and you can get into, man, I just wish they'd get their act together. I just wish to, well, how about we reach out and have some compassion for them and see them as God sees them. Acts chapter 3. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, so uh, my version is NIV, so you, you won't see me turning here. I have it all printed out here, but uh, if, you're, if you're following along, New Living Translation, Acts chapter 3. <clears throat> I was going to have us act this out, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Do we have any actors today that want to act this out? Come on. Do we have a dramatic crowd today or no? Come on. Anyone? I just need three people, three people that like to be... In the spotlight. <laughs> no? I know John likes the spotlight back there, but, you know, <laughs> I was going to wait to call on him, but, you know. All right, Ike. Ike, hi, buddy. Come on down, Ike. I need two more. Come on, two more. I mean, I will. You will. I, I will. Come on. Okay. Come on. All right, one more. We just need one. Come on back, Lisa. What's that? It's still not working. Yeah, we've had bad issues the last few weeks. Anybody else? Come on. Becca. Becca. Come on. You got it. Yes. She's got it. All right, here we go. So this is very... I haven't done this in a long time. All right, we got three characters. Okay, we need Peter, we need John, and we need a lame person will call you. So I'm it could the be oldest, so I you, will be lame. You'll be all right. So can someone give this girl a stretcher here? Uh, okay, she'll be the lame person. Okay, and then this will be Peter and John. All right. So let's see. What would be a more uh, feminine appropriate name for Peter or John? Could we Jana. Jana, there we go. All right. Peter and Jana. We're gonna change the story just a little bit, but you know it's Peter and John, all right, disciples of Jesus. So we're going to go through this, okay? P 
Peter and John in Acts chapter 3 went to the temple one afternoon. So you guys maybe enter from one scene, <laughs> curtain. Whoosh, you and you can enter, maybe singing a song, maybe skipping. I don't know what Peter and John would be like. Uh, we're off to see the Savior, the wonderful Savior of, I don't know. Can I be the lame person now? Yeah, you're the lame person. And then it says here, one afternoon, to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. So just imagine this is a temple and there's just people praying and they're real spiritual, right? As they approach the temple, a man, or maybe we'll say a long, dark, beautiful woman, is <laughs> lame from birth, all right, was being carried in. All right, we won't make you carry here on the stretcher, but just imagine someone has taken this poor lame person and carried them in near the temple. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg for the people going into the temple. Beg them, that's right. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Now, I want to hear your, your, your good, like, this is thug voice, all right? Get, get out your, like... I don't have a thug voice. Or, <laughs> I mean, I can try. You got to ask for some money. Uh, hey, give me some money. <laughs> there you go. That sounds like, it, that sounds very appropriate, you know? Or maybe like Tiny Tim, like, please, please, sir. Please, can I have some money? There you go, please, sir. But Peter said, okay, which one's going to be Peter? Peter's right here. Peter says this, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Do I get up? Not yet. Not yet. We're, it's a suspense. It's a story. It's like, wow, what's going to happen? He doesn't have the money. She wants the money. But what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus. Get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him or her up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up. Oh, she won't have a problem with this. Stood on his feet and began to walk. There you go. Maybe the moonwalk. I think the... I don't know how to do that. Boom. Then walking, leaping, and praising God. Oh, we got to give her a few minutes for this one. All right. <clears throat> leaping. What? No. Oh, no. Okay. Toe touches. No. No. He jumped up. He stood on his feet, began to walk. Then walking, leaping, praising God. He went to the temple with them. So now they're all going to go into the temple together. All the people, this is you, the crowds, saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was a lame beggar, they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. Now this is your part. You need to act absolutely astounded. What would that look like? Oh, man. We should have had them up here, huh? We're going to redo this again, and we're going to pick three. No, three no, just kidding. <laughs> they all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colony where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. So maybe be in the middle, and you can hold it. There you go. There you go. Good job. And the crowd says, wow, amazing. Thanks, guys. Good job. All right, give it up for these guys. <laughs> Look at that. Very simple. Now let's break this story down, all right? Wiki, wiki. We're going to break it down, and we're going to see what God is telling us 
today about see how we see people, how we see situations, how we see the hurting, how we see those who are struggling. Jesus says, I want you to see them as miracles waiting to happen, not just as an obstacle in your way, but as a miracle waiting to happen. It says this about the man. It says this man was lame from birth, which means the person wasn't injured recently or wasn't someone that just recently had a sickness or disease that caused them to, to have issues. It was someone that had always been this way. How many people know someone, you don't have to raise your hand, that has always been a certain way? always been a frustration or has always been an irritation or man they've always had an attitude or they've always had an excuse or they've always had a, you can fill in the blank a reason right that would be this man he was a man who was had always been lame so lame that he couldn't even he couldn't even get around on his own. He had to be carried by others to wherever he needed or wanted to go. Some people today, maybe they don't have to be carried physically, but sometimes they have to be carried emotionally. Sometimes people need a relational, like they always have to have people around them dragging them or pushing them or, that was this man. That was this, this, the struggles that he was wrestling with. It speaks of something physical, but also speaks of something very spiritual. The Bible says that everyone, I have in your notes, Romans chapter 3, everyone has sinned. Mm -hmm. Everyone is just like this lame man in a spiritual sense. When we're born, we have this issue that we're wrestling. We're, we are separated from a relationship with God the Father. And we're just like this man. We're helpless. We're hopeless. And, and someone has to drag us around and like try to get us to do things and try to get us to be places. And, but on our own, we can't, we can't do it. We're struggling. It says this in Romans 3, but people are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrifices life, shedding his blood. And he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe yep. in Jesus. So how do we see that lame man today? We can look at him or that situation or that person that we're thinking about right now. We can see them through our own eyes, our natural eyes, and it can seem very hopeless. Man, I wish they would go to the right doctor. I wish, man, but they, they tell you, man, I've been to every doctor. I've had every prescription. I've seen every psychiatrist. I've seen every, every read every self-help book, and I'm still struggling. I'm still having this issue. And so our natural eyes can see that, man, that's just a, that's just a lost cause. That's just a hopeless situation. It says in verse 2, verse two each day he was put beside the temple. Every single day, day after day after day, he was put in the same place, put there, put there. Every single day. I wonder if it's the same guys that dragged him there, or was it? did he have a rotation of a team that brought him there? Every single day brought him to this gate. So he could beg from the people going in to the temple. You see that? He wasn't, like, interested in going into the temple. He was just, I'm going to just get some money from those who are going in. When we see people through our natural eyes, 
of hopelessness, we may have pity for them. We may have sympathy for them. We might just want to throw them some money here. But we may never respond to their actual need. But if we can see people through God's eyes, with our eyes of faith, eyes of believing the impossible, we can see those types of people as miracles waiting to happen. A miracle waiting to happen. Jesus never encountered someone. He said, well, man, you're just, you're just too, too lost for me. I'm, I'm going to go to someone else. He had compassion for the hurting and for the lost. He said they're like sheep without a shepherd. They're just kind of wandering around on their own, lost. And, but Jesus said, I'm here to bring life to them. Miracles waiting to happen. So we can choose today how we see people, step one, how, how are we going to see people? Will we see people through our natural eyes? Will we focus on that hopelessness? Or will we say, Jesus, give us your eyes. Give us your eyes of faith to see people and what you can do. Matthew 19 is a great story of a, uh, of a rich man who comes to Jesus and says, hey, what, what do I need to do to, to inherit eternal life? And, and Jesus has this discussion with him and, and it says this. Basically, the man wasn't willing to do what Jesus said, and he, he went away sad. And, and the disciples, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 19, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded, just like the crowd was today. They were shocked. Then who in the world can be saved. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. Humanly speaking, it's just like this man who has been begging every single day at the steps of the temple. Humanly speaking, it's impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Maybe a situation that you're struggling with. Humanly speaking, it seems impossible. How are you going to get through this month? How are you going to pay that bill? How are you going to get through this situation? How are you, you going to get through the struggle that you're having with your kids or your grandkids or your wife or your husband? Humanly speaking, it is impossible. Maybe you faced that situation recently. But God brought you here to remind you with him, everything is possible. Everything is possible. The point of that scripture is that that which is impossible for man is possible with God. So this man, he's laying here by the temple. Peter and John, these great disciples of Jesus, come along. They're, they're about to head in for a time of prayer. It says that when he saw them, he asked them for some money. And I find this interesting about this situation because this guy had become so normalized to his situation, he no longer saw his real issue. How easy is it when we struggle with something and struggle with something over and over that we just, we just forget to see what the real issue is? And we're trying to just put Band-Aids around the issue. So instead of saying, hey, Peter and John, I know you over Jesus, and man, I heard the stories of miracles happening. Hey, would you pray for me? Or would you believe that I could be, you know? No, it wasn't any of that. It was, hey, 
could you give me the same money that everyone else is walking in here? Could you give me some money? Could you spare some change? The man needed physical and spiritual healing, but he was focused only on a temporary solution. Give me something that I can buy bread to get me to my next meal. Some people deal with issues and struggles with Band-Aid solutions. Maybe it's just a, a certain medication that you feel makes you get through that day and then you're still wrestling and dealing with that struggle. Or maybe it's a, it's a relationship you get in and out of, in and out of relationships, but then you're still dealing with that situation. Maybe it's a substance. You, you go home and you, and you drink this or you take this and you just to, to mask the real hurt in your life. Wow. That's just what the man was doing. Would you just give me some money? Most lost people, most hurting people don't realize they're lost. They don't realize that what they really need is salvation and healing from the inside out. That's why people need to hear the good news. But the, the Bible says it's the, the gospel news. That there is separation from God. There is, a, there is sin that separates us from God, but that Jesus by his blood on the cross has made a way that we can be reunited in relationship with God. It says this in verse 4, Peter and John looked at him intently. It's, I find that fascinating. They don't just say, hey, you know, believe in Jesus and walk around him. Or here's the tract, or here's this. They look at, they give their attention to him. They they focus on him. They they want him to hear what they had to say. They say, look at us. He gave them their full attention. He told them to look at them for what they have to give to them. The challenge challenged me with, I just wrote this question down. Can people look to you or me? Can they look to us for answers? Does our walk match our talk? Is there something that they want to reach out in our own life that we're able to give to them? And it says the layman looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. He was expecting what he always got. people you're ministering to, you're sharing with, they might expect what you, what they always receive. Mm -hmm. Just another pat answer or just another, uh, you know, something to get them through that day. They're expecting what they always get, right? Mm -hmm. But Peter and John says this in verse six, Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. Basically, I don't have, I'm not going to give you what you always get because you come back the next day and it's just the same situation. But I will give you what I do have. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. In the name of Jesus, get up 
and walk. I know the one thing uh, when I talk to people about, you know, sharing your faith, or it's, there's always a question, well, what do I, what if they ask this question, and what, what do I do? And sometimes we can overthink what it means to follow Jesus and to share Jesus with others. We think we have to have all the, 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 the change answers, right? I have to be able to meet every need that they have. And when, we, when we're walking around, we realize that Jesus is already with us. And that's what people so desperately need. So Peter and John says, you know, I don't have a temporary fix. I don't have a temporary solution for your problem. I'm not going to give you what you always get each and every day. I'm going to give you what you desperately need and what you've never had before. I'm going to give you Jesus. I'm going to give you faith in his name to see you get up and to see you Walk, And it says this in verse 7, Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and his ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. It says that Peter, what took him by the hand? He, he got down to his level. He, he took them and he raised him up. He didn't just say something to him and walk away. He got down. He looked him in the eye. He, he was right there in his situation. And he helped him up. Miracles waiting to happen. They need someone like you to reach down, to help them, to show them concern and compassion, yep. and to help them get up. Sometimes helping them is sharing your own story of how God has rescued your life. Yep. Maybe there's times where you wrestle with that same thing, and you can, you're, you're getting down and helping them is, is sharing your story with them. You know, I was right where you are today, and God helped me to get up and to walk with them. It's about reaching down to where people are at and helping them not stay where they're at, I think our society and culture wants us to come around and just say, hey, let's just cheer them on for where they're, at, where they're at and where they're stuck in, right? No, that's not where God wants them to stay. He wants them to be free. He wants them to experience life. He wants them to experience healing and to walk in liberty with him. It says this in verse 8. He says, he jumped up, he stood on his feet, and he began to walk. Walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. It shows this remarkable miracle, something that you couldn't argue with, you couldn't say. It wasn't just some little like, oh, he, he kind of walked and he was helped gingerly in the temple and, and someone could say, oh man, I, I think it was just them trying to be, you know, persuasive and all. No, he, his instantly he walked, he, he was leaping, he was jumping, he was praising God over and over and he had been doing this every day, just sitting and laying at the temple. Everyone around them was astonished. They knew who he was. They knew his name. They knew his story. They knew where he lived. They knew everything about him. He was that lame beggar who was always asking for money. But now he's running around, dancing, jumping, praising God, and running into the temple. So he was holding tightly to Peter and John. And when I read that, I was thinking about that. It's a beautiful picture of what Jesus has called us to do. He says, go and to make disciples. Yeah. 
It's a picture of discipleship or mentoring, right? You reach someone, you, you share with them, and you're helping them, and then what? They, they, wanna, they, wanna, they want your assistance and your help. Hey, help, help me to follow Jesus. And what does that look like? And, and man, you just see him excited. You see him jumping, and then he's holding on to them and going into the temple with them. It's a reminder to us to, to disciple, to mentor these new Christians, these new believers. Help them find a life-giving church. Help them read their word. Help them be, become a friend with them and walk with them on their new journey of faith. Thank you, Lord. Jesus says, go and make disciples of all the nations. He says, teach them to obey all the commands I have given you. And he says, surely I am with you even to the very end of the age. So the question that we started with is, how do we see lost people? Do we see them as hopeless, helpless? Well, I pity them, I have sympathy for them. Or do we see them through the eyes of faith, the way that God sees them as miracles waiting to happen. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me this morning? Jesus brought you here today for a specific reason. Maybe you felt helpless. Maybe you felt hopeless in your situation. Your struggles. Maybe as we were reading that story or portraying that story, it was funny at first, but then you realize, man, I'm just like that person. Caught in my same struggles, my same habits, my same this or that. Over and over, I do the same things. But today you heard that Jesus sees you not as sometimes we see people, but as he sees you as a miracle that Jesus is able to heal, to restore your situation. You're crippled somehow. Maybe it's physically, but more importantly, it's spiritually. Maybe you, you're crippled because you can't connect with God the way that you were designed to connect with him. And you've been looking for answers that are skirting around the issue, but today Jesus says, I am the answer. Stop looking in these all these other directions and look to me. And today Jesus is walking by your situation. And he says, get up and walk. Get up. This man had never walked in his life. He had never felt what that was even, what feeling that was. He, he, all he knew was what it was to be someone who couldn't walk, who couldn't get around. But Jesus, in that instant, in that moment, he, he healed him, and the man was jumping and walking and praising God. Maybe fear is keep, has been keeping you away from the things of God. The fear of what, what is that going to look like? I've never done that. And Jesus says, don't worry about all the next steps. Just worry about saying yes 
if that's you, if you're that man, you're that woman that's far from God, Jesus says you're a miracle waiting to happen. Would you get up and would you walk? If that's you in your heart today, just say, Jesus, I, I give my heart, my life to you. Jesus, I, I get up and I walk with you. Jesus, help me to take that next step. And as we do that, the Holy Spirit comes and he, in, he comes and lives in us, in our hearts. The Spirit of God comes and breathes in us. And he awakens things in us we never realized before. And we begin to feel things for God that maybe we never felt before. We begin to, 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 to feel things for other people that we never felt before. Compassion, hope, love, peace, joy. Maybe before it was all about me, myself, and I and my situation. But now it's, it's about what God wants me to do. John today, and you're going to have situations this week where you meet someone that's hurting, someone that's broken, and Jesus says, I want you to share with them. I want you to get down. I want you to look them in the eye. I want you to offer the hope that only I can give to them. Jesus, would you give us your eyes to see people as you see them? Not as we see them, but as you see them. Not hopeless, but full of hope. Amen. Not helpless, but with compassion to seek to save those who are hurting and those who are lost. Jesus, would you do that in our hearts and in our lives? We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. stand with me this morning. Let's just end as a, with this chorus this morning. As you worship today, worship with that new heart, that new life that Jesus has given to you.